Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast, where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, it's Saturday night and you're probably thinking, the bar is open. What's going on? Well, we know we do these every so often, special Saturday night episodes, and this one's an extra special one. We have with us the stunning, the wonderful, the sometimes pain in my ass, <laughs> unfortunately is a Steelers fan. We will hold that against them. We will not let them get away with this. But we have Cheryl Stanko, host, creator, mastermind behind Dads Aren't Second Class podcast. That's probably about the only applause the Steelers fans ever going to get around this house. Just understand that that's a real thing. Hi, Cheryl. Hi. We don't think about the Ravens here in our house. so I know. It hurts your soul just to know we keep winning. Mm, I mean, we don't think about it enough. I mean, you're yeah. you're kind of one of those teams where people think about you when someone mentions it, and then afterwards, mm. it's just it just hurts your soul. Yeah, okay. Oh, we even got we got Andrew's already checking in. Miles is already checking in, making making it happen here. So, uh, we're going to be talking about Cheryl's podcast. It's a very unique idea, and I love the angle that she takes on uh, fathers' rights and the fathers' rights movement. It's it's very unique. We'll, I'll explain more about that. Here in a moment, but look, if your media is feeling second class and you're trying to upgrade it, make sure you reach out to Media by Dibs. You can find Media by Dibs on Facebook. You can find it on Instagram. And if you go on LinkedIn and you look up Andrew Dibble, you can find him there. Mention to him, belly up to the bar. He's going to give you a 10% discount. Miles, you may want to mention belly up to the bar to him. Maybe it'll help you out over on that side. I don't know. I'm going to throw it out there. But make sure you mention mention it to him. Oh, Miles, hopefully you got that shirt. I'm waiting on a picture still. You owe me a picture of you wearing wearing the uh, show shirt. But all that is done. Cheryl's over here laughing as I pick on people. <laughs> the show is open. We're ready to go. The lights are on at the bar. We're going to get into it. Cheryl, let's start with just let's just start with the name. Dads aren't second class podcast. Where does that come from for you? So I think. That came from a conversation that I was having with uh, with Andrew, actually, about how dads are treated as second-class citizens by society um, in general, because everybody historically has always leaned towards women, you know, when you have a divorce situation or a split situation, women are uh, the top priority because they have the children and dads are just kind of, hmm. They're, they're deadbeats, they're second class, they're less than, they're a second thought, no one cares about their rights, um, you know, and they just automatically assume that the dads are second class to the moms, which is not the case. So when we were having that conversation, it just kind of popped into my head. I was getting all excited, all fired up about it. I was like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this podcast. Somebody's got to do something. Dads aren't second class. And it was like, boom, there's the name that's the name that we're going to run with. So that's how it was birthed. So just kind of, uh, it, it just jumped out from, from that fact that, Hey, you know, we're going to talk about how dads aren't second class and you got fired up and there it comes. I, I have to tell you what I loved about listening to your show. And I was a guest on it. Um, 
that's really mostly what I like about it is I was a guest on it. I mean, that's really, <laughs> that's the most important part, but now seriously though, one of the things I loved about your, your show is I feel like as a dad and who's gone through these situations, when I mention it, some people look at me and go, yeah, man, that really stinks. But I think instantaneously, the first thing that comes to mind is, well, you're just being cheap. You don't want to, you don't want to put out the money for your kids. Um, any of those kind of things, they just kind of instantaneously do that. But I think coming from the angle of a mom or a woman, it it has a different weight to it. What are your thoughts on that? I agree. Um, when And there are other podcasts where um, dads do come together and they talk, but it's kind of, if I can make uh, the comparison, it's like when women get together. People think, oh, it's like a gossip circle. It's a, it's a caddy session. It's, you know, you're just bitching about a bunch of stuff. And I mean, in reality, sometimes that's what it is. And I, I think it's kind of sad that it is something that guys can't discuss the issues that they're having because they're portrayed as, oh, you just, like you said, the first thing, you just don't want to, you right. just don't want to be paying child support. You're cheap. You don't want to do this. You don't want to take care of your responsibility, quote unquote. And sometimes you need somebody else with a different perspective or who can afford a different perspective to step in and say, no, that's not the case. Stop somebody talking who can and advocate listen. for you. Mm-hmm, you, exactly. you need an advocate. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just can't advocate for yourself. It's no different than when you walk into court. What's the saying? Uh, a person who represents themselves is rep is a fool, or mm-hmm. only a fool represents himself. It's it's something like that. And, and Andrew it, chiming in, yep, you're you're always the bad guy. You will be. You know, we're mm-hmm. we always are. Um, what are some of the issues that in your show or things that you've learned about as you've researched and gone further with this that you're like this can't be real this this is there's no way on god's green earth that this is a real thing in the system probably so we had an individual come in after your show um and your show about chad there's nothing after you there's nothing well, let me tell you, not to strike your ego or anything like that, but we did have uh, a lot of people that were like, that show was amazing. I loved listening to it. It was so informative. And it was. I learned a lot. I know that a lot of people who listened to it learned a lot. And I knew going into all of this that the system wasn't fair. It was a little bit more biased towards women because I have had friends who are single moms um, that I've seen their struggles on their side. But it's, I guess, the level of we don't really care or there's not much we can do um, of, you know, you're, you're just the guy. Mm. But if, it, right. but I know for a fact that if it had been a woman who it was aimed towards, somebody would take a, a step forward and say, no, no, we need to deal with this a little bit faster. Oh, it's the mom and the children. We need to deal with this, uh, you know, a little bit better quick. Let's, you know, let's make this a little bit more of a priority as opposed to the guy. Cause it's like, meh, it's the guy, whatever. You're a man, suck it up. You can handle it. You pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You're a yep. man, be, be a man. Don't, don't whine about it. You can mm-hmm. make more money. Um, I actually had that happen to me. It's funny. I even brought that was, was look, I'm going through this. I, I need a lawyer. I have to go meet with somebody. And I had a conversation with uh, someone who didn't become my lawyer. And I explained to him like my custody situation. 
I'm 50, 50 down the middle of the road. I, I do, I take care of my kids. I do all these things. I, I take care of all this. And he looked at me, he goes, you, you'll make more money. Why are you even worrying about it? And I was like, <laughs> cause I gotta be able to eat today. Mm-hmm. Like, like I gotta eat. And he was like, yeah. So that's a, that, that definitely can be a tough one. Um, what are some of the things that, you know, I guess, you know, we always say, hey, man, this is really surprising. What are some of the, the other side to it when it comes to men addressing this? And look, folks, if you're out there and you're listening to this and, and you're you have a situation, you have some curiosity. None of us are lawyers. None of this is legal advice. None of this is is here for you to to go in the courtroom and be like, I heard Cheryl and Sean say y'all are bullshit and you need to go. That's not what this is. Please don't take it that way. I will always recommend go seek legal counsel, go mm-hmm. see somebody of a legal nature. What we are discussing is uh, during at the dads aren't second class podcast, which you can find on all your major podcast platforms, you run into these issues and they're addressing these issues that men are dealing with. What are some of the things that you you've heard over and over that maybe are mistakes in, in your trials that you've run into with talking to men in these issues that men just we as men, we can't get out of our own way because it's that matriarchy patriarchy society that we just, we think, well, this is what I've got to do. I would say that probably the biggest one is standing up for yourself. Mm-hmm. And this isn't um, so much of a, a bash session, but it's, I found that the common theme with a lot of dads that I have talked to both on the show and kind of outside of it is I'm terrified she's going to take my children, so I'm not going to do anything. And coming from a woman's perspective, yes, there is always going to be that fear on both sides, even from moms. They're going to take my children. But you, my, my biggest thing, I guess, my, I don't want to say my biggest gripe, but my biggest thing with guys is you can't let that deter you from standing up for yourself from standing up for your rights as a father, from standing up for what you believe is in the best interest of your children, just because somebody else might be able to take your children from you. It's crazy that that can happen. And it, and it doesn't take much for it to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Was recently having this, this conversation with, uh, with someone is how quickly as dads, we, we think that we are doing what's right for our kids. So we'll give up. Mm-hmm. I don't want my kids to have to go through this. I don't want my kids to be dragged through this. This is a horrible situation. I'm just going to give up. Yep. And, and what ends up happening is you now become, that's where that term, that's where you become the deadbeat in mm-hmm. quotes. Um, because you, you thought you were doing what's right or you, walk away and say, well, I'm going to give everything up. You, you take it all. It's for my kids. I actually had a, a gentleman one day tell me what well, he was going through a divorce. He goes, well, I'm giving her $2,000 a month and she's staying in the house. And, and we've agreed to this. It's not going to change. And I had to educate him. And I said, brother, if you can afford that right now, she knows you can afford more of that. And 
right now it's okay. But once she gets around other folks that are going through this, and look, folks, I'm going to say this out here right now. The name of the podcast is Dads Aren't Second Class. That's why we're referring to dads. But I will throw this out there. It's parenting in general because we mm-hmm. haven't, as our society has changed, same-sex couples are gonna, are starting to go through these same issues. Um, so keep that in, in mind. Please don't take it that Well, He keeps saying dads. I'm going to throw it out there across the line that it's, it's people dealing with this. Don't ever believe that that person isn't going to, if they know you can afford 2000 then you can afford more. Um, so to that point, um, I'm going to tell you that there was a, somebody that I know we both know because um, I don't want uh, uh, yes. names to get out, you know, especially if you're going through a custody, custody situation where that individual was like, all right, we're going to get a divorce. I'll pay you the money or whatever. Continued to let their ex live in their house even after the ex had remarried for six months and then trying to be the best person that he could because no one faults him for that whatsoever. He's, you know, if you, when, when she moved and the kids relocated with her, if you need help, you know, paying for your rent, if you need help with this, if you need help with that, I'll let you. And I had to say, stop. You are setting the expectation that you are going to continue to treat her as if you're still together, even though you're not. And she is going to not only use that against you, but she'll walk all over you for it. And no woman in their right mind, coming from a woman's perspective, if I was dating somebody, married to somebody, and it was done and over with, leave. I'm not paying your car note. I'm not paying your rent. I'm not doing any of this stuff. Why is it okay for men to do that for women? And for women to think that it's okay to expect that because they do a lot of them do expect it of oh well you continue to do it now why can't you do it right and then when it's oh i don't have the money i'm trying to support myself possibly a new family it's well you could before so now i'm taking you for more child support right it's never this is what's best for the child it's i knew what you could back then i don't care if your circumstances changed i still want you to support my lifestyle that is one of the, the great mistakes that we make because, you know, again, we're told in society as men, these are your responsibilities. This is what you need to do. This is what you're supposed to do. You are a man. You provide. You take care of. You are the, the hunter and the hunter-gatherer society. You go out and you do these things. And if you can't, well, you're weak and you're soft. Mm-hmm. And, and it translates over into every day that that we're doing these things so um in your in your trials of of doing this you know we can talk about a lot of the negativity what are some of the positive things that you're you're learning or, or things that you're hearing on the other side how are like when other women are hearing that you're doing this that maybe are are collecting child support um or in that realm what are the what has been their feedback towards you? So I've had some women who have listened to the podcast and given me feedback, and they've said that it's educational. Um, it's a good thing because the women who listen to it and who give that feedback are the same mindset that I am of. Things have to change. It's not fair. This is bias. Um, I don't tend to get feedback from women who 
view it the other way, which is okay. Not everybody's going to agree with what this podcast is. Not everybody's going to listen to it. I actually had somebody tell me that they hoped uh, women didn't listen to it so that they could use this against their <laughs> ex-partners. And I'm like, please don't, don't say this to me because now you're just going to make me feel really bad if, if that happens. I can't control people. Um, but the feedback from the women so far, and, the, and I've even had uh, people who, you know, women who don't have children that they're like, wow, I didn't know any of this. And I'm like, not a lot of people. That's the whole point is right. we're a platform to not only advocate, but to educate. And like um, just before this podcast that we're doing now, I actually just pre-recorded uh, an episode on parent alienation, but from the perspective of the children who've gone through it. So my special guest was my sister because my parents are divorced. There's five of us children and we experienced parent alienation from a really young age and they didn't get divorced until I was in my early twenties. So they were together like 25 plus years. So we went through decades of parent alienation and issues. And so we discussed, you know, how does this affect kids when they become adults? Because people don't also think about that either. They think in here and the now, this is what I'm going through. And they don't think, how is this going to affect my children or my, you know, future relationships or anything like that moving forward decades from now. So well, def define parent alienation for us. So parent alienation is where one parent uses tactics, um, you know, bad mouthing or withholds children from the other parent in an attempt to alienate the children from that person. And we, um, Actually, there's a good article. I'm kind of looking off screen so that Sorry. I can that tell up. you. Um, Psychology up, Today, guys? actually, they came up with a uh, an article um, by a doctor, uh, The Devastating Effects of Parental Alienation on Children. And it's, you know, um, the alienating behavior is abuse and control, denigration of the targeted parent, adultification of the children, disrupting alienated adult child and targeting the relationship they have with the target parent, trying to divide the children from that individual. And it has a lot of mental health side effects, self-esteem effects. Um, it can lead to substance abuse if the children can't handle it, you know, or handle the long-term effects of it. So it's, it's a lot. And I know that a lot of parents go through it. A lot of dads, especially of, I haven't seen my children. She won't let me see my kids. Um, I can't talk to them. She won't do this. Or, you know, you have kids showing up at the other home and they're like, you know, mom said this and this about you and how you're a deadbeat and you're horrible. And I think there was one instance uh, that I heard of where a guy's kids came back from their mother's, walked into his house and was like, you're just the baby daddy. That's parent oh. alienation. Yeah, that's parent alienation. And it has devastating side effects wow. for the children as they get older. But the problem is, is that children, like my sister and I were discussing, um, children don't realize it's happening and they don't realize the things that they're going through until they're an adult. And somebody says, hey, have you thought about this? Because it's not something that you think about. It's just subtle things that, I mean, they may not be subtle things, but it's things that alter a child's perception of the other parent or themselves in a negative way over time. Wow. 
and and this kind of to me rolls into one of the factors that I've had some folks on the show talk about in the military, you know, how high suicide rate is and some of the issues that we deal with. Um, one of the things that people don't realize is suicide rate for divorcing men over women is eight times higher, eight times higher that going through a divorce situation, a man will, will commit suicide. And, and I bring that up only because you're, we're getting into the so the social side to a lot of this. I, I look at the social side to it hugely. I always think about the fact that, you know, one of the first things you, you think about is as a man, we're supposed to keep our family together. Most divorce is based on a lot of it. I should say is based on financials, mm-hmm. you know? So again, that's my fault. I, I couldn't provide. You're not happy. I couldn't provide. It's my fault that it happened. So that, that goes into a fact. Yes. Then, the infidelity and everything, but I really have always believed that it's money is, is, is number one. Cause you're not going anywhere. If the bills are paid, if you feel comfortable, you're not going anywhere. So that's a, a, a real, uh, Oh, you get some, I don't know who this is. Cheryl is a, is a baddie. You know, somebody likes you. <laughs> and then uh, Dennis, two of my children's exes have done this. Grandchildren are 17 now realizes her dad does this. I'm assuming you're talking about the alienate alienation, mm-hmm. Dennis. It, it's, it, it becomes a, a, a behave, a learned behavior. And I think it becomes a behavior that you learn that you continue to uh, go over and over with. Mm-hmm. Oh God. <laughs> now, now I know who that is, <laughs> um, but yeah, and this is a, a constant continued learned behavior. But, you know, the financials become are such a, a I bring it up because I know it is a huge factor in a lot of this is the financial side to it. Um, in your experiences or talking with other people, have you dealt with anyone who maybe they're going through, have gone through this, but are having a good relationship in in the divorce? It's working out. Are there any factors that you see that you say, hey these are factors that I've noticed in this that keep people from causing the alienation, causing, you know, the, you know, children to be used as a weapon, any of those things. Have you noticed any typical things that keep it from happening? So there was one individual that did a podcast episode with me. It was very informative and he did it from this perspective of he has two exes with children with both of his exes. One's a narcissist or exhibits narcissistic traits because, you know, I'm not a doctor. I can't diagnose that. And one does not. And I kind of asked him the same thing of how do you eliminate some of this behavior? And he said, boundaries, boundaries, enforceable boundaries, educating yourself on what what to look for. Boundaries. What do you mean by that? So for people who have narcissistic tendencies will, text you say they'll they'll text you a million times and you say you know please stop doing that I've asked you not to do that and they'll push and they'll push and they'll push and when you say ah well okay I guess I'll give in then they're like ha I've got you I'm gonna reel you back in and but if you say no I've asked you to stop I'm not going to give in I'm enforcing these boundaries 
it makes dealing with them a lot better because they'll, they're still going to beat their head against that fence, but it's an electric fence. They're just going to get shocked every time, you know? <laughs> so don't whiz on the electric fence. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, um, you have to enforce boundaries. You have to say, you know, no, I'm not going to, I mean, I guess you could say, no, I'm not going to withhold, let you withhold the children, but if they, may run off to another state there's not much you can do while you're waiting for the paperwork to go through the system which is a whole nother story whole nother issue but you can choose not to speak ill of the other parent you can choose um not to allow the behavior that the children exhibit because they'll be angry they'll lash out they don't have stability. They don't have somebody who's on that they feel is on their side. So they're going to, they've gone from a household of, I have two parents, both parents are trustworthy too. I have one parent telling me something bad about the other. I'm going to believe this other parent because they're there to take care of me. Right. So you can just say, you know what? I'm not going to speak ill of the other parent. If, and this is the touchy, touchy subject in the fact that, men don't tend to go and get help when they need it because like you said they're thought of as weak they're thought of as you know oh you you went to therapy soft you You can't handle your problems are you crazy exactly you must be out of your mind oh yeah we we're we're fighting that that mental health battle in in society it all the time and uh heather just popped up heather's going to be a guest here in a couple of months uh and I agree with you, Heather. People are not second class, really genuine, good people. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. And that's the approach that we want everyone to take in this. You know, don't use your, your children as a weapon. Uh, they are mostly good people versus narcissists. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you have to work through this. You have to remember that your issues are your issues. Mm-hmm. They have nothing on God's green choice. earth to do with your with your children. And that's the approach that we're looking to, to talk about here. And that's what dads are in second class podcast is about is don't feel that you're a second class person. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, somebody is going to be upset, whatever caused the, the turmoil. It, it's hard to get over. And uh, exactly, Jamie, it, there's stigmas. There's all the stigmas associated with mental health. It is hard for, for men Hell, I was in the Marine Corps. Cheryl was in something. I don't know what she did. It wasn't. My dad was. Okay. Either way. Chair force. I th- something about chairs. Something about flying chairs. I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. It was like chair. Or is she taking her headphones off? <laughs> um, no, but we, but we used to get told in the service, you know, we used to call it going to see the wizard. If you go to see the wizard, you're, you're going to walk the yellow brick road and you're out of here. Nobody, they're not going to keep you. You're, you're weak, you're soft, all those things that are associated with it. And, and mental health goes so deep. We could do a hundred episodes on it, never scratch the surface of it. But in this case, you know, like we mentioned, the suicide tendencies, eight times higher for men going through divorce. What are some of the things that you've either talked to folks about or, or experienced uh, in this where men can go and get help without feeling like they're going to, they're losing. Like, go, oh, I can't go see, I can't go see a, uh, a wizard. If I go see a, a psychiatrist, psychologist, 
That's going to get brought. And, and I've heard guys say this. I'm not going to do that. That's going to get brought up in court. And once it gets brought up in court, then they're going to say I'm mentally unstable to take care of my children and, and I'm going to lose my kids. What, do you, what are some of the things you're seeing or ways that this could be addressed? So I have actually not found any individual who said, hey, I've gone to therapy, which is sad um, because coming from a, a human being, not you know male, female, whatever, just human being. If you need help, I want you to get help. And so I was brought up very much in that military mindset because my dad was, you know, career Air Force. And it was Air Force. I knew it was something. (laughs) But it was that, you know, basically, if you can't take care of your family, how are you supposed to take care of your command? So it was drilled in me of you just take care of your stuff. That's it. No questions asked. And I went through a period in my life um, with somebody that I was in a relationship with and I remember needing help and I didn't know how to reach out to, for help. And it was actually um, a guy that I knew at the time, one of my friends, former military, who said, if you need it, get it. And I remember showing up to uh, an office to see a, a therapist, feeling all sorts of guilt and shame that I was there and, you know, how are people going to look at me differently? Um, Because at the time I was living in New York and I was trying to get my pistol permit so that I could, you know, um, so that I could have it. And I remember thinking, Oh, if I go in there, that's going to affect me negatively. And I sat down in my house a couple of uh, days later and I was speaking to a representative from big brothers, big sisters And I was trying to get enrolled as a big sister for um, a program that they were doing in that county where it was a specialty program where courts would take children with issues, um, abuse, or or things like that, where they were sent to uh, court and the court mandated that they enroll in this program to kind of help them. And I wanted to be part of this. And I said, listen, I'm enrolled in therapy. It's embarrassing, but is this going to affect me? And she said, no, it actually looks better on you. Oh, wow. Because everyone does it. And if you're going and and talking to somebody about stuff that maybe you're feeling anxious about or whatever, it looks better on you than if you bottled it up and it came out negatively later. Yeah, no, that's that's an interesting approach. And, and, and I like it. And, and uh, Jamie is, has kind of thrown out. I wanted to read these. He's thrown out, you know, it, it is uh, you could you could see a hypnotist. I love this one. Life coach. I think mm-hmm. most people don't think about, we think about, you know, psychiatrists, psychologists, mental health counselors, but a life coach is a, is an approach that I'll, many of us could take and no one would question you. Even the, the verbiage of a life coach, no one would think of you and be like, oh, you got some real issues. You're going to see a life coach. People would be like, oh man, that's cool. You're going to see a life coach. They're going to help you get your stuff together. And we have a very different outlook socially mm-hmm. because the wealthy use life coaches all the time and they make it to where it's no big deal. I, I really love that one. Yeah. Uh, group support, anonymous groups, you know, any, any of those that are going on. Yep. Hair force. That's another name for it. And <sighs> J- Jamie, I'm assuming you mean Casa like your house, I guess. I mean, we could come hang out and talk. <laughs> I mean, I like Jamie. Jamie's good people. Um, but I wanted to also reach, you know, Heather's got a lot, a lot in this. I wanted to kind of read, read her comments. 
Oh, that's your speech to talk when I, we were talking about that. She says it takes a real man to stand up and fight for his children by any means necessary, including getting a foot in, starting the process, retaining counsel, and most importantly, and I cannot stress this enough, follow through with full involvement with your children, regardless if you win or not. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. uh, she says she's been criticized and bullied because she submitted uh, her mental health that therapeutic treatment master plan to the courts deciding the the custody of her older children. Uh, you have to tell me what 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 happened there. And then she says, uh, in her opinion, what kind of a parent can can you possibly be if you refuse to get the very treatment that can make you a better tomorrow than you are today? Better parent tomorrow than today means you will you will endlessly evolve. I think that's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I have to agree with you every bit there, Heather. That is such a, a true, true statement that as a parent, um, we we often kind of I, I'm gonna, I don't want my kids again. I don't want my kids to see me weak. I got mm. this. Uh, but these are great things, you know. Retaining counsel. Don't. I'm gonna say this for anyone who's out there thinking about they're dealing with this. They're thinking about the lawyer. The lawyer is expensive. Um. I don't care. They can come and bother me. Stay away. Stay away from lawyers who say we're the lawyers for fathers. We're the lawyers for men. No, they're not. They will take you broke. They will take everything you have. Um, I was 30K in debt for that one because I listened to a TV commercial. Mm. Take your time and go out and, and talk to multiple, multiple people. Talk to different lawyers. Find out who's out there. Um, they, they will help you. Uh, it can be hard to get help. Dib said it was harder than he thought to get help. He actually, actually have a, uh, a VA appointment. Good man. I, you, you need to, I mean, you know, try to consultation and they, yep. It's a little BS out there. So what advice or have you learned through this are some of the things that do you have like, and I don't know if you have a top 10 written out, but do you have like, hey, these are some of the top things that I tell that I, you've learned through doing this show and through your research that you found that like, do these things. Mm -hmm. These are the things you need to do right away. If, if you know it's done, there's no doubt about it that it's done. These are the things that you need to get in there right away. Uh, first help of any sort. I think the terminology uh, life coach using that instead is phenomenal. Oh, Whatever right. way that you can get in to get the help that you need and label it however you need so that you're comfortable, do it. Um, it's going to sound really bad, but I've known a lot of people who they don't document anything. What do you mean? And I'm so I'm a part of uh, a group on Facebook that moms uh, without kids, um, no biological kids of their own. And a lot of the complaints that I saw from these women were things would happen, but their partners weren't documenting. They didn't, you know, take photographs. They didn't write things down so that when the ex came back with, oh, you were doing all these things, they had no proof of it, it wasn't me or 
I'm trying to see the children, but you're making it hard because you change your mind all the time and the schedule changes and there's no consistency, but there's no proof because a lot of guys, um, a lot of guys are very organized. A lot of guys are very much, I can do this. I'm great with spreadsheets. I can do this. And then a lot of guys are like, I don't want to deal with it. And I get it because it can be a pain point. You don't want to sit there and think about it all the time long enough to fill something in, but that's going to be a tremendous help if somebody comes back and says, Hey, this is what's happening. And you're like, nope, because it took five minutes to document something that I felt needed to be documented. Yeah, we're we're bad about that. And I've heard, I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've heard, why, why don't you write this down? You need to document this. This mm-hmm. is important. If you're not documenting it, it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jamie, jur- journal- journaling. Yep. Yep. Uh, every conversation, I don't delete text messages. Mm-hmm. I have text messages as far back as I can get them and I have them set that they don't delete. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Documentation is absolute in court. Who He, he who can provide it is right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, you need more than just someone dibs. <laughs> you need lots of help. So, how often are, are is your show going out? How often can we can we hear this? So we try to release an episode every week. Um, we're thinking that depending on how things go, um, especially with how busy I am personally, I don't know if it's something that every week's good or if it needs to be every other week. We're kind of playing around with a few things. But right now, as it stands, with the exception of last week, um, because I had someone who didn't show on me twice. Um, which I understand things happen. These things happen. Um, they do. So I didn't get an episode dropped this week for that, but um, yeah, we do it once once a week ever on Mondays at 10 a.m. on Spotify. We're trying different platforms, but Spotify right now is what we're dropping it on. So so you're only using so that's the only place right now we can find the show is on is on Spotify. Yes. Yep. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna have your assistant call me so I can fix that so it can go <laughs> on everything. I gotta. You know, I, I got you a good, a good assistant. I thought that they were worth the money that you're paying. Yeah. And I apologize that I got you a slacker. You know, I'll work, I'll work on, on, on being a better mentor towards your <laughs> podcasting that you can, you can have a better uh, assistant that really, you know, knows how to get these things out on, on multiple platforms in multiple locations. I, I blame that on me. I blame that on me. You know, yeah, I blame that on you too. It's okay. And, and I was waiting for Jamie to throw this out here. Jamie's advice, Jamie, we love you, brother. The Empire Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. I promise you, you can talk to any one of those folks over there and they will listen to you because they're just phenomenal human beings over there at the Sisters. I love them all. They're good people. Um, so you got to make sure you reach out to them because that's another, that's if you're a, I guess the best way I can describe that is if you're a spiritual person and you don't feel comfortable in the church, mm-hmm. they're the right ones to go reach out. What do you think? Mm, I will save that one. Cause I was about to throw something out there and then I was thought about it and I went, nah, we'll save that. No, one. no, no, no. You gotta, you gotta mm, throw uh, that out there. Well, what do you think about folks? You know, cause the church can be very funny about these things. Yes. And if you're Catholic, this doesn't exist. This isn't real. You didn't get divorced. You're going straight to hell because of this. Most other denominations, uh, 
Well, yeah. See, I, I know. Well, I know the sisters are 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 atheists, Jamie. But you're very spiritual people, and this is a place that if you don't feel welcome in the traditional church, you can find that spirituality with the sisters. That's the way I describe it. Maybe I'm wrong. You'll tell me if I'm wrong. But um, you know, I get payments and hugs. How do you feel about you know some of those approaches? You know, as hey, you can go to the church to 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 find that counseling or to find that person. Have you known anyone that's done that and it seems to have, have worked for them or uh, or maybe it's kind of gone the other way and it's like, nah, you may not want to mess with that. So there was one, um, one individual, great guy, John Felligeller. Um, he did an episode with me on parenting uh, your child with disabilities because he is a single dad and his son is nonverbal autistic. And he is faith-based, but he, he's like, if it, you know, he, he came up with all these good things. He's like, if it's for you, it's for you. And that's great. And if it's not, that's fine too. I grew up in a household that was faith-based, but as I got older, I recognized that there are a lot of, I don't want to say people take negative views towards you if you don't follow a certain rigid structure of what they believe and people are humans we're gonna waver one way or the other nobody's perfect i've found personally that sometimes speaking with somebody who is not um affiliated with whatever religion i am is easier because you're not judged in the way that sometimes religion judges you gotcha so so just you know maybe more of a like you need to know your audience kind of a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what do we got coming up on some of your upcoming shows? Anything that we're, we should be looking forward to? Anybody out there or even on the other side of it? What, you know, we have a pretty good size audience. Is there any particular guests that maybe the audience we have could reach out to you and and say, hey, let me introduce you to this person. They might be able to help you. I mean, me personally, I would love to, to listen to a judge that deals with this in, in their opinion. So that's kind of the goal is that we've heard a lot of, you know, do lawyers, do judges, do therapists. If anybody listening has a hookup and wants to hook me up, I would appreciate it. We're looking for really anybody um, who's been in this situation next week. It's not 100% confirmed, but I'm trying to get it into the works of we're going to um, talk to a stepdad. Oh, who okay. Yeah, who um, was very much involved with his stepson because the stepson's father, while he was there, was not so present. And that's another thing, too, is I, it was one of those I was talking to um, to Andrew about this. How do we evolve this podcast? How do we keep it from becoming stagnant? Because you don't want to just have a bunch of episodes where people are right. like, this is what it is. And universally, everybody's like, this is everything I've gone through, too. So stepdads are a big thing. A lot of people, they recognize them of, hey, you know, good for you for stepping in and taking care of those kids. But it's kind of like stepmoms. Do you know what hardships step parents go through? That's a whole nother angle. Mm-hmm. I have I personally went through that when I had my divorce. My oldest son, I raised him since he was five or six at this point. I can't even remember. And I had to deal with that in a divorce. Now I was lucky. Because I was very heavily involved in his life. He was never removed from my life. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, that that's a very, 
difficult things. That's another one. Look for social workers. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, well, Heather, we, we'll link you up. Heather's over here going, she wants to talk to you next. Uh, our care in se- several states offer free health care, telehealth too, including mental health therapy, uh, behavioral health. You know, and, and I, I do think that I know we're going back a couple of times to the, to the health issue, the mental health side of mm-hmm. this. This is a mentally draining process. Mm-hmm. This is this is so heavy. Um, are you noticing when I, I can tell you right now when I was on there uh, talking to you and going back over these issues that I've dealt with and getting into some of the things where in in the state I live in, I've gone to see assemblymen. I've gone to see senators. I've talked about these things and said how messed up they are. I've, I've been there and I've done that only to be told, Hey, I appreciate you stopping by. Make sure you vote. Um, we'll get to that. And then you look and you, and somebody calls you up from their offices and says, and whispers in your ear like, Hey, look, there's a bill. It's here's where it's at. But uh, it's down in a council in New York city is where the guy's at. And, they're never going to sign this. And you're going, why? Why? Um, mm-hmm. You feel defeated. Yep. It is a very. So. So what are some of the things we could do as a that you that you think we could do as a collective? Because that's the only way this changes me going yep. there and and saying, hey, this is what I what's wrong. And, and I mean, sure, I went with documentation. I wrote out suggestions for bill changes. I did everything and uh it's the holy hand grenade here in new york no one's touching that thing no one wants to mess with it because i'm going to throw out something that most people don't realize about it in a second but what are some of the things that you're learning that we could do as a collective well stick with it and like you said it's extremely difficult it's going to be extremely difficult depending on what state you live in who your representatives, your congressmen, your senators are, it's going to be difficult. And the term, the squeaky wheel gets the grease is a little overused, I think, but it's very relevant of, it's mentally exhausting because I've seen, you know, my husband go through it. It's mentally exhausting. It, it has physical manifestations when you're so exhausted and just drained that you honestly feel like, why bother? I can't even bother to make a sandwich because I'm hungry because I just can't move. I just want to sit here and just disappear into a puddle. And from the spouse's side or the partner's side, we're just as equally exhausted. But I feel like people approach it in the way of they're approaching it as individuals and not as collective. So instead of getting together and saying, hey, let's find a bunch of people who can pass the baton when I'm tired, pass it on to the next person, but they still remain in the same circle. So I know what's going on. Everyone's like, I've done this. My friend's done that. Nobody says anything. I'm done. It it has to be a collective effort from a lot of individuals who are willing to say, you know what, you're tired. Let me do it for a while. I'm tired. Let so-and-so do it for a while. And then it circles back to, all right, I've rested. I'm going to do it now. But it, people have to continue to do it. It's like, it's like with women's rights since I know where you're going with the the next piece, um, it wasn't just one woman who did something to make changes. It was a lot of them doing things together 
that eventually made the change. And you, this, I have to say, we're getting some of the best uh, interaction with people we have in a, in a while here. Jamie says networking and co, yeah, co, uh, Ooh, I can't get that word out of my face right now. My <laughs> tongue's tied around my eye teeth. I can't see what I'm saying here. Uh, but but working together as as a team, it, and like you said, it has to be a, a team effort. Everyone has yeah. to be involved in this. I bought these new headphones, and I loved them up until this episode of my show. And now I hate everything about them. Mm. But they do have a two-year warranty, so... I'm going to be contacting somebody about these because they are driving me nuts right now. My ears keep going in and out. Mm. Um, did you do it together? You know, it 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 has to be uh, coalition. And yes, coalition. That's the word I was trying to say. Jamie, see, Jamie saved me. Uh, he's <laughs> he's guarding this for me. He's a guard. He's guarding this for me. Uh, symptoms of sympathy. Pain or real due to supporters getting down in the mud with the first person. In. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You you can't truly understand what somebody's going through until you do it. This is a yeah, Marine words, you got it, Dibs. It's tough on me sometimes, that whole English language thing. <laughs> uh we this is and I, I mentioned this about politics. P- politicians don't care unless it affects them. Mm-hmm. It means nothing to them unless it affects them. I have actually seen here in the state of New York when some of these bills have come up. We recently had one here in New York where uh, it came up that we had changed the rules here in New York that everybody, all custody starts at 50-50. It all starts at Uh 50-50 so that giving everyone the opportunity to be a parent. They even are changing the name of it from uh, visitation to parenting time, mm-hmm. which it should be. I don't visit my kids. No, nope. I parent my children. Mm-hmm. As soon as that bill came up in the state of New York to change that, the women's rights groups fought it tooth and nail. They fought it like it was the end of the world going on the news and saying, well, what if that man's abusive? What if that woman's abusive? What if anyone's abusive? Mm-hmm. Because, but they fought it tooth and nail. And, and yeah, Jamie, absolutely. Movies portray us in the negative. We're abusive and neglective. We're bad people. Yeah. They fought it so that no longer would it be 50-50. And the funny thing about it is, is the bill says parenting time. It doesn't say father's get 50 50 custody it says parents they completely neglected that we have a progressive society that has finally realized anyone can parent parenting is about loving a child Mm -hmm. not about which way which bathroom you want to use it has nothing to do with that and it blows my mind it truly truly does Mm -hmm. but we have it now in new york all custody starts at 50 50 so i mean I, this is one of those things I can get into so heavily, you know, you get into the, uh, and I think we talked about this on, on your show, how many people know where, and anyone who's listening, I would love to see if anybody actually knows this, where child support actually starts at, where it's written that every state must have child support, where it's written at. If you know that, drop it in into the conversation where you're at. 
when I explain this to people, nine out of 10 of them go, what? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Dennis, you and I will sit down. We'll, we'll, we'll have a, a bourbon together. You know, I don't think you're, I don't think somebody else, you and I know if he could handle bourbon, it might be a little too, a little too, it burn his little tummy or something. Burn his <laughs> little tummy. Parenting with all about equal parenting. That's what matters. It, you know, it's, it goes back to that saying, it takes a village to raise a child. And yeah. It's the same thing with, with parenting. And some of it is, Jamie. It's the Judeo-Christian uh, mythos. Jamie, we'll sit down and have a bourbon whenever you want. I'm just I'm waiting right now. So since nobody's thrown it up here, do you remember where it's written? We in the, uh, the Bill for Social Security. It is. It's in the, it's in the Social Security Act. It says that every state must have child support. Think about that, folks, as, as we're saying this. So if the child support is written into the Social Security Act, that makes this into a social program, mm -hmm. which means you're turning one parent into a welfare system. Mm -hmm. I don't know any other way to put it. If I'm like, there's so many things. You know, oh, scotch. Ugh. Scotch, it's like rich people bourbon. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Thank you, Jamie. No, no scotch. No scotch. I don't even, I don't even know if I've ever had scotch because I don't, I'm not a big peat moss person. Like scotch is made by like burning peat moss or something like that. I don't know much about it. But yeah, mm. scotch is peat. That's what it is. It's peat moss. Uh, we're going, we're going way into the bourbon now. Uh, we can invite Sean to Scotch Day. I'll drink it. That doesn't bother me none. But uh, yeah, there's so many things that in this system uh, have you. But I still want to see. There's got to be positives, though. So what are positives that we're, we should be taking from all this? What are positives? I love I love Heather's outlook on it. Even if you lose and you feel like you're losing and you're going to lose out, put value in every minute you spend with your children. Yep. Don't spend that time being like your mom sucks. Your dad sucks. Mm -hmm. Your whoever sucks. Uh, oh, we, I have to watch Solvent Green. I was just talking to somebody about that. Uh, Solvent Green? Yeah, it's a classic. Uh, I've seen it. I've never mm -hmm. watched it. One of one of our former guests, uh, Ed, was like, Murph, you got to watch that. I haven't watched mm -hmm. it yet. Um, uh, Jamie, you can't hear Heather because Heather is watching us on our LinkedIn page. So she's talking through LinkedIn. Uh, that's why I throw her comments up on up on the screen. So we're right now we're live on three Facebook pages, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. She watches us on, on LinkedIn. If she wanted to jump over on the Facebook and find the Above the Bar podcast Facebook page, she would be able to watch it on there. And then you'd see her comments. Um, let's jump on the train. I'll take two parents and involved in my, my children's lives, positive involvement, is more important than money. Absolutely. Well, that's something, you know, have you, I meant that that was kind of where I was going before with this uh, is I know people who can't stand each other, mm -hmm. but they parent really well. Mm -hmm. And the one big factor is, is they don't pay child support. Interesting. Because if I said to you, Cheryl, you owe me money. And you were like, I don't want to pay you money. Mm -hmm. But no, 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 you, you, I, I deal with Andrew, you owe me money. 
you'd be like, well, that's bullshit. But no, I know, Andrew, you got to pay me for this. I'm going to take you to court and the courts are going to make you pay me so that I have to deal with Andrew. Mm-hmm. How would you feel about that? Nope. I mean, it would make you bitter towards the other person it because would. you're monetizing your children. Thank you. You're I, monetizing I, them. I have to pay you to see. And if I don't pay you, what happens? You're renting your children. And if you don't pay your rent on time, you don't get the goods. That's exactly what it is. Or you go to jail. Yeah. Like you can go to jail over this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Laws are developed in a sexist way. Sexuality is a big part of the equation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite. Guess what? Do you have an answer for this for people who say, I just quit my job? So depending on the state you live in, you either you can quit your job. Go go for it. They will still make you pay the child support that you are paying based on the money you could be making. However, a lot of states do not calculate child support on the money that the mother or other partner could be making who has the children. So you can quit your job all you want to, but you're still going to have to pay because they know that you can make money and they're going to say, well, it doesn't matter if you quit your job, you have the ability to make money. You're not hundred percent disabled. It's keeping you from working. So you have the ability to do it and therefore you're going to continue to pay. They call it propensity to earn. Mm-hmm. Um, at no, nowhere else that I know of in society can you be hit with, Man, I, I'm I'm just so stressed at my job. I can't take my job anymore. I'm gonna leave this job and be told, well, you have a propensity to earn, so you're still you're still in for this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 amazing. Uh yep, running your kids, Dennis. I'm, we're getting a lot of great comments. Thank you, everyone who's listening to this. I know those of you that are listening to the audio uh version of this tomorrow, the next day. Uh Take some time, go to the Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Make sure you're subscribing to Dads Aren't Second Class Podcast on Spotify. I'll fix her assistant in the next (laughs) day or two. We'll get her everywhere, but it's not that hard. Um, But, you know, I I agree with you. Time with your children is always precious and not to be taken granted. Look, my one son goes off to college here in August. Uh, I still remember the day he was born. I still remember... The first time he walked and I think to myself, like, there's a lot of firsts I'm about to start missing because of him going off to college. So, so take advantage of it. Uh, You know, I think Heather, I got to keep going back to that was such a great comment. You know, even if you feel you've lost per se, make sure you, you value that time. Judges who have conservative values immediately judge to the other parent. I've actually, I'm going to throw a twist onto that, Jamie, which is, I think some judges are burnt out and they're like, I'm tired of the lies. I'm tired of the arguments. You got to keep in mind the child support, child custody system, depending upon your state, New York, we have two separate judges. Some states it's just the one is the only court that I know of where you can commit straight up perjury, legitimate perjury and defamation. And face no legal recourse. Thanks. Think about that. You can go in there and say this person was abusive to me. Mm-hmm. Based on no evidence. Nothing showing. And, and not be true. Be proven not true. And face no consequences for it. You can 
do almost anything you want in those courts and make those allegations. And there's no legal recourse. Do you think there should be legal recourse for that? Is there, is there grounds for it? Absolutely. I think if you, because so it, it comes down to the way other instances are taken. You can have someone make accusations and regardless of they're unfounded or not, the accusations made that can affect your social standing, security clearance, job, potential jobs, standings with your family and anything else. Because once an allegation is made, it's out there. And if it's true, then yep, I believe that the person who committed whatever it was, abuse, uh, sexual offenses, things like that, needs to pay for it. But if you don't have legal recourse for the people who are making false accusations, that gives them the lead to run and do it as many times as they want and ruin as many people's lives. Because sometimes accusations are all it takes to ruin someone's life. But nobody's going to say, stop, you, what you're doing is wrong. What you're doing is you are ruining men, women, whatever. I, I don't care what gender you are. Identify it. If you're a human being and someone makes an accusation, you immediately, regardless of what people say, if you're innocent until proven guilty, people in their minds have already made up an assumption about you. Court and of they're going opinion. Exactly. And they're going to react to you accordingly. And it ruins things. It, it absolutely ruins things. And, and you so. nailed it, Jamie. As soon as, as soon as the accusation is made, you're in question. Mm-hmm. Well, what, oh, oh, well, you got to, you're, you made this accusation. You know, what, what's, what's the question about this person? What, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Alleged, alleged is guilty. Absolutely. Alleged yep. is guilty. And it's unfortunate. Even once it's proven the other way, it's like, no, this isn't real. This never happened. Uh, it, it's a tough situation to, to deal with. Um, how many episodes we got out there? Because we're gonna get ready. We're gonna close. Oh, excuse me. We're gonna close the bar down here soon. How many episodes are out there? Uh, so the one that we just one. did just that we're one. dropping Monday is episode seven. So we have no, seven it's the episodes. Only one because mine's the only one that matters. Yours is wrong the one I an- deleted. R- wrong answer. <laughs> mine's the only one that matters. Okay. But there's so there's seven episodes out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people wanted to reach out, get a hold of you, maybe they, somebody does know a judge or or knows a lawyer. Like I tried to have a lawyer on my show to discuss this, and I'm telling you, my man was like, "No," I was like, "Yeah, why not?" He was like, "I got cases, I got people. Listen to me right now, no." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "He's like, Sean, I'll answer. Call me, I'll answer questions for you, but I'm not coming on." Nope. I was mm-hmm. like, "Wow, really?" So, um. We, if they know people, they know somebody, they want to get a hold of you. How can they get a hold of you? So they can reach out to us either via Facebook or Instagram. Our handle is dads aren't second class. Um, and you can also email us at dads aren't second class at gmail.com. And it's the number two and the number two. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number two ND. So make sure you're looking that up, folks. Dads aren't second class. Number two. You can find the podcast on Spotify. They've got a uh, Instagram and they have a Facebook page. You can find them over there. If you, you're you running into an issue, you have a situation, you want to reach out to somebody and discuss this, make sure you're reaching out, out to Cheryl. Make sure you're letting her know. I think one of the other things is hearing each other's stories mm-hmm. about what's going on. Um, 
and to know that you're not alone in your story. I think that's what a big thing is knowing you're not alone in your story. Cause it can feel very lonely out there when this is going on. You feel mm -hmm. like you're it's, I don't care how many people are patting you on the back and propping you up. It's like, I, I equate it to baseball. Um, the pitcher is the only person on that mound. Yep. 10 other people out there work, working it out with you, but the pitcher is the only person on that mound. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. I mean, we're getting, I mean, I'm loving all this, all the comments. Uh, yep. Jamie, this occurs in multiple issues. Men are guilty as soon as their question. Well, that goes back to that patriarch matriarchal society that we live in that as a man, suck it up, buttercup, you did this, you know, even, you know, we can go as far as some of these athletes that have, you know, finally been, that have been cleared, but we say to them all the time, you know, oh, you know, he was accused of that. He probably did that. He did okay. that. He's an athlete. He's a big meathead. Uh, Jamie says, ask a lawyer in different cases or specific 501C3S in specific question. I don't know what that is. 501C3s. What is that? They're specific nonprofits um, that are not. So you have different nonprofits, 501c3s, because I used to work for one, are where they're nonprofits, um, but you don't necessarily get a tax write-off for it, but they're geared more towards business and helping the community as opposed to like um, tourism and things like that. So 501c3s are a little bit more, will help you business-oriented. And I got to agree with you, Andrew. It feels good to not be alone. And again, I, I think Jamie's nailing this mm -hmm. um, with the laws have to be de-sexed. Yeah, it you know, you shouldn't feel like it's an odd thing when somebody comes out and says, hey, we've changed this law to say they them there. It's a good thing mm -hmm. because the minute there's a gender associated with the law, that's who's guilty of it. So there was a movie and it, this is uh, about a race issue, um, but I think it's a little bit applicable in the situation. Matthew McConaughey played in a movie. Um, I cannot for the life of me remember. Lincoln Lawyer. Was it Lincoln Might have lawyer? been. He, he was. He was a lawyer in Lincoln Lawyer. Phenomenal yeah, he, movie with the biker Samuel, gang. Oh no, no! This one was about Samuel L. Jackson played the father of a little black girl who had been sexually assaulted. Okay. Um, I cannot. I'll. I'll have to. Um, see. I don't remember the name of the movie. Anyway, the point is, is at the somebody very end. Somebody find that movie. Somebody yeah, somebody find, find them. Andrew, I know you're watching this. You, I had I had him watch it because I kept bringing it up. Um, at the very end when he's giving his final closing remarks, his lawyer, Matthew McConaughey, is describing everything that happened to this little girl. And he's like, you know, tells the jury, close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes. Just picture what's going on. Gives graphic detail about what uh, time to, is it time to kill? It might have been a time to kill. Um, yes, I think that's what it was, time to kill. And he... Thank you, George. I think that was George. George um, yeah, he um, he he goes through this whole entire thing, graphic uh, description of what happened to this little girl, and then because the jury was split on whether or not um, this there there was an issue to indict somebody because of the color of their skin, and he went through and he did this whole thing, and he said, "Now, open your eyes and imagine this little girl being white." And that's kind of what you have to do in the situation: is you see all these things, but imagine it's a dad. I got nothing. You nailed it. You nailed it. You did something not many people can make me do. Not have make something else to say. That's it. So we got some episodes coming up. They can go back mm -hmm. and find the old ones. 
Um, We know how to find you. Dads aren't second with the number two class uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify to listen to the audio. Mm -hmm. Anything else, ways that they can locate you, smoke signal, anything? Um, If you're lucky enough to find me on Facebook... It's a little difficult because I'm a, a generally um, by nature a very private person. So if you're lucky enough to find me on Facebook, you can reach out that way. Um, or Andrew, um, if you know you can find him. Or on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, yes, you can find me on LinkedIn. I am on LinkedIn. Um, my last name is spelled S T A N K O because a lot of people misspell it um, and make jokes about it. But I don't think there's any joke I haven't heard. Yeah. So, but I'm also, I just real quick though, if you want to tell your story, that's phenomenal. I'm always looking for guests, but I'm also looking for people who can give me information that I can share with, with dads so that they can, even if you don't want to share your story and you're like, Nope, I don't want to go on, but here's a wealth of knowledge for you. Send it my way because I want to educate people, not just men, women too. I want to educate everyone on the things that you can do, the things that you shouldn't do, you know, the, the things that you can do to, um, to make changes. So send everything my way. Send it all. And look, folks, reach out to me. We have the three Facebook pages, my personal page, the earplug podcast network page, our show page, the above the bar podcast or LinkedIn, the above the bar podcast, our YouTube or Twitter or Twitch is all the above the bar podcast or TikTok, the above the bar podcast. And our email is the above the bar podcast at gmail.com. You reach out to me in any of those. I know how to get a hold of them also. Um, I have no problem getting a hold of, of Cheryl or getting a hold of uh, her assistant to get these things taken care of. So so reach out. If you know know somebody who's going through one of these trials and they're they're needing to vent it, to talk to somebody, maybe listening to the show is the right spot for them. Or if you know somebody who's in the legal world that might be willing to come on and talk about it or, or talk about, you know, ways that men, women, people, whoever's going through this can e- I guess ease is probably the best word mm-hmm. ease. What's going on. It's never going to be easy, never going to mm-hmm. lessen, but uh, be able to ease what's happening. Please reach out to us. I'll be more than happy to, to get this information over to them. Now, remember Cheryl, do not log off after the show. We got to talk for a minute uh, as we do on every show. And, and folks, thank everyone for, for hanging yes. out with us tonight on a Saturday night. I know you may have had some better things that you wanted to do, but thank all of you for hanging with us all night. The great questions, the great interaction. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate it. Make sure you you're subscribing to all those things I mentioned also, because without you guys, without you guys going to their, to the second. Yeah. Dads aren't second class uh, Instagram. Make sure you're following them on Instagram. Make sure you're following them on Facebook. They need that support. Mm-hmm. Go on those places. Make sure you're supporting them. Um, real quick, I'm going to put the link in here. Also, we have our big giveaway going on. We have uh, the bottle opener that was made by a guest. Uh, Chris Heber, uh dragon bottle opener. We have an album from Punk as a, as a door now. We have... Uh, original sketch art that was donated uh, from Drew and his he's going to be on next week and I'm throwing in a Italian bees sweatshirt that I, I had made the uh, 
you got to save the bees. We had a sweatshirt made and I've got uh, one of the baseball style shirts from the show that's going in that. So it's a pretty big giveaway. Link will be uh, in the bio for the show. So make sure. And if you don't, can't find it there, go to our Facebook page. The link link is in the Facebook page. Also, as we always do on every single show. Uh, Jamie, I absolutely agree with you. Dads aren't always biological men. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, mm-hmm. I love you, brother, man. Um, so let's go back here real quick. As we always do in every episode, the guest gets the last word. So what's the last word for us, Cheryl? I just want to say thank you to everybody listening to this episode of Sean's podcast. Um, I appreciate everybody's support, everybody's comments. And um, yeah, just help us spread the word. We're here to help. We want to help. We can't do it without you guys and girls. Um, so yeah, just pass it along. Alrighty, folks, be sure to push your stool in. This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.